Hey friends, welcome to the Taking Your Next Step podcast from Collegians for Christ. Through each episode, we will journey together focusing on becoming better followers of Jesus. If you are eager, like I am, to follow Jesus Christ, then take your next step now by joining us in today's episode. So we're looking at our key building block of prayer. Now we want to look at some practical application or the practical use of prayer. Now, how can we ensure we're praying right? How can we ensure that we're praying? We want to talk about that on today's episode. Now, what instructions do we get in Scripture about prayer? Are we to pray a certain amount of time every day, every week? Are we to pray a certain amount of times each day? Is the length of our prayer biblically supposed to be a certain length of time? Uh, you know, you you hear people, you see things, you experience life, and sometimes we compare ourselves with other people. And I've always said this, comparison kills. Uh, many times comparison either causes someone to be prideful or it causes someone to become very hard on themselves or even depressed because they don't feel like they're measuring up. So comparison is really not very beneficial many times. And so maybe you've heard people say, well, man, I prayed for the hour. I, I, I was on my knees for two hours. Or you hear somebody say, if you're not praying every single morning at six o'clock in in the morning, then you're not a good Christian. Maybe they're not saying that. Maybe they are. I've heard people come close to it and honestly say something like that, but maybe they're implying that. And so you feel because you're not praying just like them that your prayer life is not fruitful. Your prayer life is not beneficial. You're not praying like you're supposed to. You're a bad Christian. We get down on ourselves, then we don't pray, and it's this vicious cycle, and it goes on and on. But what does the Bible say about prayer? practically speaking, in our life? Is there a certain amount of time we should spend every single day? Is there a certain position? Is there, what is it? That's what we're going to talk about on today's episode. Now, we do come to this passage of Scripture, 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, and it says this, pray without ceasing. Now, does that literally mean to pray without ceasing? What was Paul talking about there? Now, we understand we have responsibilities. We have to sleep. Uh, we have to work. We have to engage our mind with uh, class and school and studying. So we understand it's not meant literal. There's many things in Scripture that are meant literal and many, many things that are not. They're meant figuratively or they're meant to us in a way that we can understand something. And Paul is talking here not to pray without ceasing, meaning 24-7 we are to be in a constant state of prayer, but that we are to be in a constant attitude of prayer. And so when we think about the practical use of prayer, I want to say this first, and I've already kind of alluded to it, but we need to remove the regret of prayer. I would say most of us probably feel some type of regret because of what I said earlier about comparing yourself, about not measuring up to what you think maybe grandpa or your mom or your pastor or your Sunday school teacher or, or whoever, that we don't pray enough, we don't pray long enough, we don't pray correctly. And so this guilt and shame comes into our lives and it creates this vicious cycle uh, that we're not good enough, we're, we're not good enough Christian, so I'm not going to pray because I don't pray good enough anyways, I'm not praying right anyways, and we can't get off of it. And so guilt and shame will rob us of the victory that prayer is. And Satan wants us to sit there because he knows what a powerful tool prayer is. Uh, so don't compare yourself with others. Remove the regret of prayer and realize, one, if you feel like you have not prayed right, maybe you have, you, you've missed a lot of time in prayer. You've just not been praying, maybe like you used to, or even like you feel like you should. Jesus says this, or John says this about Jesus. We confess our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so know when you come to Jesus Christ, there is forgiveness. You have the opportunity to hit reset, refresh, and start forward. 
It's not held against you. You have a clean slate. If you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so come to God and say, look, I just want to get my prayer life right. And so let's talk about some different ways that we can do that. The amazing thing about prayer is it's not confined to a certain place at a certain time in a certain position. There is much freedom and therefore can be much enjoyment in prayer. James 4.2 says this, you have not. Why? Because you ask not. So we miss out on the most important uh, benefits of prayer simply because we don't pray. So how can we ensure that we pray? Well, number one, maybe we need to schedule a time for prayer. Now, how much time are we commanded to pray each day? We don't see that in Scripture. We do see examples. You hear what other people say. So it's not about a certain amount of time, but it's about having a time. Right? Maybe you're a morning person and mornings work good for you. Maybe you're not. I mean, I've heard people say if you are not up in the morning and reading your Bible and praying, then something's wrong with you because you can't do it at night. Everybody's wired different. How dare we say something like that? Because I don't function the same way you do. You don't function the same way I do. For me to put what works for me on you may not work for you. Some people work best at nighttime. Some people's jobs are backwards. Their schedules are flipped around. So we can't put binding tradition on people. It's not biblical. So what I'm saying is schedule a time for prayer, but schedule what works for you. Uh, it may be around something that you do consistently. Uh, you may, uh, it may be whatever. It may be for two minutes. It may be for five minutes. It may be 20. It may be an hour. Uh, it may be all mixed up. Can I say my prayer life is just all mixed up? There are times when I have extended amounts of prayer. Sometimes it's short. I think the idea here, the command pray without ceasing, means we continually pray through the day. So you don't have to be on your knees at your couch to pray. You can. That's good. You, you, you can be riding the car. You can be walking. You can be doing whatever you're doing. There's great freedom in prayer. Understand that. As we go through the positions of prayer in Scripture, our pastor just did this the other night. He was sharing the position, the postures of prayer in Scripture. And we see those. And many times you don't see where the head is bowed, the hands are clasped together, and, and the eyes are closed. What we do see is people walking. And praying, we see people lifting up their eyes to heaven, praying. So eyes are open. We see people standing. We see Daniel kneeling. Uh, we see uh, David praying three times a day. There's so many different uh, ways that prayer can be done. So what I'm saying to you is don't get bound into some type of tradition or uh, legalism with prayer. There's great freedom in praying. You do you and don't worry about everyone else. Because what they do may or may not help you. That's why I'm trying to give you ideas that can be broad enough that work for you. So bottom line is, though, sometimes we need to schedule things in order for them to happen. So find a time that works for you. Uh, or maybe you just truly have an attitude of prayer, and so you're constantly coming to God. I'm constantly praying throughout the day. It may be 30 seconds. It may be two minutes. I think about this person, this situation, and I just talk to God. And I think as we get this idea that we can communicate with God, that is conversation, I mean, we need to approach God with reverence. Uh, but we don't always have to come to God and say, my, my Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name, uh, and come with this, uh, this recitation of introduction. What God is saying, if you're going to pray without ceasing and you're going to come to him, you can just come to him right then. He already knows who you are. You don't have to introduce yourself, but you can. You see what I'm saying? There's great freedom. And I want you to find that freedom. So schedule a time for prayer and then follow a prayer plan. 
What I mean by that is you may lose interest in prayer because you're saying the same prayer seven or six or five days a week in the same position. You pray in the same place, the same thing, the same time, and maybe that works for you. You're a super repetitive person. But what I find is I'm very repetitive, meaning I like schedule, meaning if I if I can schedule it, I'll do it. If it locks into my schedule, I will automatically repeat it. I, I work that way. Some people don't. But I also know that it can become mundane. It can become robotic. It can become uh, emotionless. It can become very uh, spiritualless. There's just not a lot of spiritual life to it. And so I say this, follow a prayer plan, but mix it up. Maybe use a prayer notebook to help you keep track of things, but maybe you pray for something on Monday and something different Tuesday, something totally different Wednesday, and then something totally different Thursday. You're mixing it up. Maybe you pray in one place on Monday, but you pray in another place on Tuesday, or maybe you just change up your positions. Maybe you do kneel. Maybe you sit. Maybe you're walking. Maybe you're sitting outside on the porch. Whatever it is, just see and understand biblically there's great freedom in prayer. And then I would say use a prayer notebook, pray the scriptures. That helps me tremendously. Sometimes you just don't even know how or what to pray and open up a psalm, open up to certain verses of scripture and allow that to guide you. That's where you can sit at a desk. You can sit in a chair. You can kneel with your Bible open and your eyes open. I know some people think prayer, you automatically have to bow your head and close your eyes. And you can do that, but you don't have to do that. You can sit, you can kneel, you can lay, you can walk, you can be with other people, you can be playing basketball, you can be driving in your car. Please don't close your eyes and pray if you're driving your car, right? Um, so pray the scriptures, pray in different positions. And then here's a great tool that helped me I learned many years ago, and it's use spiritual CPR as a tool. CPR, that C means confession, the P means praise, and the R means request. And what this is, is a guide. I use it, I don't use it all the time, but I do use it consistently through my prayer life. And so confession, you look at Proverbs 4, 23 through 27, or you can look at Galatians 5, 19 through 24. There's many of the verses you can look at, but you open the Bible up, you look at those verses, and you begin to uh, compare, evaluate, evaluate your life to the scriptures. And many times you will get stuck in confession. And that's as far as your prayer life will go. But then if you carry it through, it goes to praise. First, you're going to get your heart right. That's confession. Then you're going to praise. You're going to thank God for everything. Praise Him for who He is. Psalm 100 can help you tremendously with that. Again, there's other verses you can use. And then that gets our heart right before we request. So we're going to confess to God, we're going to praise Him, and then we're going to request. If we start it backwards, uh, many times our request will not be according to His will. They may be fleshly, they may be to consume upon our own lust, but if we confess and we praise, then those requests that we give will more than likely line up with God. And so use that as a tool. And then I would say find someone else to pray with. I can remember some of the best prayer moments have been with my wife. Uh, we've been with a, a, a brother. We used to pull into a parking lot, and early in the morning we get together and pray, and there were some of the sweetest moments that we would pray together. And so that would be my prayer time for the day. Does it mean if I'm praying with somebody on Tuesday that I, if I neglect my 10 minutes of prayer, or my 30 minutes of prayer that early morning that I'm a bad Christian? No, there's great freedom in prayer. And so God's word and prayer are two essential building blocks to having a strong faith life, yet they can be the two most neglected. It's almost like, oh, you're talking about reading the Bible and you're talking about prayer. How cliche. But can I say this? They are the most fundamental and vital building blocks to our Christian faith. So they're the ones we need to make sure that we're focusing on. And so sit down after you hear this podcast and maybe create a plan for both of them that is realistic and that is attainable. Don't shoot for the stars because you may 
fall every single time. Take baby steps. Establish that plan and then follow your plan. And guess what? If you miss your plan because something got busy or you forgot or whatever it is, don't beat yourself up. Pick right back up and get back on your plan and follow it through. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast has been helpful to you, please share it with a friend or subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes. You can connect with Collegians for Christ online for more information and resources at cfccampusministry.com.